0: I love your show because it helps me remember and keep in mind, there's different perspectives across payroll, different industries, different size payrolls.
1: Welcome to our podcast. It's about payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. Whether you're new to the payroll game or a seasoned veteran, we have something for you. Welcome back, folks. This is episode 102. We got an awesome guest coming on, but before yes. that, what's going on? How are you doing today, sir? I am good, blessed man, grateful. How about yourself? The same, man. The same. I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm into this. I got a. I found a great article today, so we could jump right into the payroll news first. Before before our guest comes on, and I, now that I, now I do news, I we talk about that that show with the Kelsey brothers. So now yes. when I do pay news, I hear them in my head. They have a segment in the beginning too. They do new news. They're it's clowns. New, but anyway, yeah, new news. Anyway, sorry, Kelsey guys, I'm not trying to bite off you. We were doing payroll news first. But anywho, just having fun with it. The article I have today is really a, around how payroll errors can hurt your organization and there's some stats around that. Payroll is an integral part of any business and can damage... An organization's reputation if something goes wrong. A light did a study. A light study reveals half of companies committed payroll errors during the last five years. And wow. Yeah. So three key points from this article is that there was a high incidence of payroll penalties. Over half, 53% of companies surveyed have incurred payroll penalties in the last five years due to noncompliance highlighting the significant challenge organizations face in adhering to payroll regulations and potential impact on their reputation. So we know that firsthand how this can really impact the current use of technology and processes in payroll operations. The report reveals a reliance on outdated methods with 51% of respondents still using spreadsheets and 19% using manual or paper processes. However, there is a trend towards digital transformation with a shift toward more streamlined processes and cloud-based strategies. Although only 26% have fully moved their payroll operations to the cloud, additionally, there's a low adoption rate for AI in payroll with only 8% planning to incorporate it within the next two years. And that's on par with what we've been saying about it. And the last one is, prioritization of integration of challenges and complex environments, organizations are prioritizing the integration of payroll and benefits into a unified platform as their top priority, indicating a move toward more integrated and efficient HR systems. The report also underscores the increased complexity and likelihood of receiving penalties for noncompliance in organizations operating in multiple countries, especially noting a sharp increase in fines for those expanding their operations into two two to five countries. So global operation, yeah, that's a big call out, man. This is such a great article. Go check out the link in the show notes. You can read the full article. Very interesting call out and study done for payroll professionals. So yeah, what do you got for us today, Walt?
2: Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Brian. That's very interesting. My update from DOL.gov, It's about an OSHA situation that happened. So the United States Department of Labor's Occupational Safety and Health Administration, a.k.a. OSHA, has cited an aeronautical parts manufacturer for exposing workers to nearly two dozen safety hazards following a complaint about a lax safety environment at the company's plant in Katusa. OSHA cited LMI Finishing Incorporated operating as Uh, Sonica, North America, for 23 serious violations of OSHA safety standards related to confined spaces, fall hazards, and blocked exit routes. OSHA inspectors found that the employer did not evaluate the hazards of a permit space before entering, did not develop or implement procedures and practices to make safe entry into confined spaces, ensure that lift attachments were rated, ensure that electrical equipment was used as intended and free from hazards. They didn't confirm that the chemical containers were labeled properly. They did not ensure that exams were performed on employees working with chromic acid, and they did not ensure that first aid procedures and supplies specific to certain chemicals were in place, and they did not provide personal protective equipment, PPE, to employees working with chromic uh, sixth, acids and caustic chemicals. So all around this company didn't do a good job of protecting their employees. Mm-hmm. And I think some employers just say, we just need to get this stuff done. And it's no matter if you get it, whatever, you have to be mindful as an employer of the position you put your employees in. So that's what I have, man. That's so, a good one. Okay. It's, it's so
1: funny because we don't folks we don't collaborate on what the article should be that we share we just go out and find what we think is interesting but we both found non-compliant stuff (laughs) you're not compliant (laughs) it's interesting yeah it's just interesting how it works out but yeah you got companies got to be careful man we got you if you want to right if you want to thrive and you want to build good company got to stay in compliance i think that's i think that's why our roles in I think HR and payroll has become so much more of a conversation because the non-compliance has what can I say has unfortunately gone up. Clearly in our articles has yes. gone up in the last few years the non-compliant issues. We find that in our True Payroll Crimes all the time It's a lot of non-compliance cool. and folks just cheating the system and not being compliant to their advantage and if you really want to run a solid business man you got to stay compliant. This episode is presented by Time Track Go. The simply better employee time clock software that is going to make your life easier in addition to the unique graphical employee time card that helps you quickly identify and fix mistakes time track go is excited to announce it's now compatible with quickbooks desktop providing effortless data transfer and reduced errors time track go will not only save you time and money each week but the easy-to-understand user interface, and the ability to turn a tablet into a time clock will get you and your team up and going in just minutes. Find out what a simply better solution can do for your business. To learn more and sign up for your 14-day free trial, go to www.timetrackgo.com. That's www.timetrackgo.com go.com, or you can call 888-321-9922. That's 888-321-9922. Let's go. Yes, sir.
2: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, sir. We have a wonderful guest today, Sarah Chastney. Sarah is CPP certified and is currently the director of payroll, travel, and expense, at Banfield Pet Ho- Hospital. She has an extensive and impressive payroll gra- background with many accomplishments, such as her 2020 award for Payroll Trailblazer and Payroll Best Practice Prism Award, Why wow. not prism, prism, prism.
1: <laughs> yeah, with an yeah. M, prism.
2: She is also a payroll.org committee member and co-chair. Let's oh, welcome Sarah Chastney to the show.
1: Welcome to the show. Sarah Chesney, our guest today. And thank you for coming, Sarah. Thank you so much for being on the show. And tell us a little bit about yourself. We don't get tired of origin stories here. So that first question is, how'd you get into payroll?
0: Yeah. First off, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. I, I've listened to some of your episodes oh, and you. I love listening. Yeah, I think it's great. It gives me perspective. Often I I live in a world of Large enterprise payrolls, and you get stuck in this world and this mindset of what we do every day. And I love your show because it helps me remember and keep in mind there's different perspectives across payroll, different industries, different size payrolls. Yes. And the difference between a payroll that's 100 people, 200, 300 people versus 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 yeah. like oh such gosh. a different yes. Such a different payroll, but it gives me, it gives me great respect. And so thank you for having me here. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yes. And we are excited to have you. And to that point, just bringing the different payroll perspectives, we get caught in like our little world and we think everybody does it the same. A lot of our guests, you know, say there's no playbook for payroll. There's no one size fits all. The only thing that is the same is that it has to be right. It has to be accurate. We got one job.
0: Do it. Actually, one of the questions that was one of the questions on when I took the CPP was payroll needs to be 99% right, 70%, or if it was 99% perfect, 75% perfect, you know, 98% perfect. It was, and then the last one was 100%. And it was that was the answer. It, it needs to be 100% perfect. So, so there are some easier questions.
1: Course, oh, like, okay. Because that was going <laughs> so to know. So now, because that's a tough question. Because do you find that? you have a hundred percent perfect payroll?
0: You don't often have it, okay. but you often okay. have close, hopefully. You now, hopefully you have close. Yeah. And if you're really good at gaining or, you know, focusing on that hundred percent payroll, you're often focusing on whatever percentage that was wrong. Right. Yeah. And we often focus on the bad or what was wrong at, in payroll. And we don't often focus on the successes as much because, of what we do and the level of quality that needs to be on our payroll. So we do focus on that small percentage and figure out what was that defect yeah. and what can we do to change that in the future? How can we prevent it? Or how can we have controls in place to make sure it doesn't happen again? Yeah, but yeah, I think you aim for hundred yeah, percent. You so very hard. rarely get it, but okay. hopefully you get clearer. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. yes. Exactly. Yes.
1: So tell us, how'd you get into payroll?
0: Yeah. So I think you guys are from the East Coast and New York, actually, right? I'm from
1: New York. So we're around there.
0: Yeah. So I'm originally from New York. I started out there and eventually I landed in California. Oh wow, wow. And I was doing odd end jobs. My parents had retired in California and so I followed them. I was doing all sorts of odd end jobs. I always laugh. My my funniest job was I was wearing a full-on Renaissance costume at a Renaissance store. Like Telling son's oh clothes, yeah, just, I, that's cool. Which out and sounds. it was really funny. But my dad, I wanted like a nice, easy office job, yeah. which is so ironic. <laughs> but I wanted a nice, easy office job. My dad, he owned his own company in Long Island, okay. and he had these secretaries. And I would go to his office as a kid, and they all just enjoyed being there. They enjoyed working together and being at the office. And I wanted something similar, like just a nice, easy office job. Yeah. And so I ended up landing at Carl's Jr. and Hardee's at the corporate office of all places. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I went as a temp to go to the Apple One. It was in California at the time. Mm -hmm. And I went to this temp agency to do those. They would give me the computer exams on Microsoft Excel and Microsoft Word. And I'll age myself. I laugh when I tell the story because I was really good at MySpace. Oh, yeah. And so I (laughs) love So I love doing my profile and like I taught myself how to do HTML and how to do real junior code at the time. But it got me really into graphic design and understanding computers. And you know what? It made me really good at Microsoft Word and Microsoft Excel and the suites that you take those tests on when you go as a temp. And so I'd sport really well. And I got sent to this corporate office to go interview for a payroll clerk type role. And it was Carl's Jr. and Hardy's. And so I just so happened to get very lucky in that my very first payroll opportunity was at a massive national fast food company that was expanding internationally. We had a huge team and I, I turned out I was really good at customer service. I loved people. I was really good at customer service because I was good on computers. I was good at data entry and I was good at organizing myself and I, I, Weirdly had a love for transformation and process and systems. Like I, I don't know if, what it was in me, but I loved the process aspect of things. Yeah, and we get applying it. applying some technology, right? Yep. And so I spent 11 years there. Oh, wow. And yeah, I was there for a long time. I grew a family there. I met my husband oh, actually who worked awesome. there as well. Oh,
2: nice.
0: Yeah, so we had a huge family there, but I had amazing leaders. I had amazing mentors. Two of which, one of which I still speak to you all the time, actually. He's been, I still, my team knows his name and wow. knows his stories and wow. technologies because of how great of a leader he was. Wow. Or for me. But I had so many amazing opportunities there from like divestitures, acquisitions, mm-hmm. BPOs, RFPs, all the different acronyms you could possibly think <laughs> of. Implementations more than anything. Like that was, I learned how to implement time and attendance and yep. different optimum technology that was reading invoices, reading scams. And then figuring out how to use self-service. And Mm -hmm. this time it was also the boom of like when technology was really starting Mm -hmm. to get a little more exciting. Mm -hmm. And it was like 2007, 2008, when it was, we were still entering everything completely manually into the systems. And I remember like, the stacks of paper, oh. like the stack yes. that we all oh, have. I yeah, live behind really stacks involved. on my
1: desk. <laughs> just, oh,
0: they're so like, are you and in? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Are you behind yeah. there? Yeah. It was like, you'd throw your pile up when someone was done and you had this really short window to enter everything yes. during the payroll process. Yep. And so like we were smart and we had great people behind us, great tools and leaders. And it was PeopleSoft was the system yeah. at the time. And we were able to build out all this cool technology to import awesome. data and like to learn how to use the system. And so I eventually moved on to several different roles and was really happy there. And then eventually I actually moved on to, Cal- to Washington here in Washington where oh, I'm based right okay. now. And so Carl's Jr. had actually closed their offices oh. in California. Really? And yeah, they had co- we had actually had a, this amazing building in Anaheim near Disneyland Ooh. at one point. And so I relocated to that office at one point. And they had the Carl Karcher way, which is Carl Karcher was the owner of Carl's Jr. Oh, okay. So they had their own street name and everything. Oh, wow, and I wow. could see the Disney man fire the uh, fireworks dang. from my office. During the implementations, we'd see the fireworks from our office. That's so cool. But they eventually closed the offices there and moved move to, to Tennessee. Oh,
1: okay. Tax
0: Tennessee is more for the offices now. And some people relocated, but a lot of the services were actually outsourced oh, to wow. IBM oh. at the time. and We were part of that project. And so I decided not to stay and to move on with a new company. And so I moved to Washington and I accepted a role here for what I had heard was a really big mess. And they needed someone to come in and build a team and figure out the systems. And it was a chance for me to fly on my own a bit. And so I did that and came here and... Man, what a ride it's been for the past, past five years or so. Wow. Yeah. So the company I joined after was actually a really large Taco Bell franchise. Oh. We had about 12,000 employees. Okay. We were we had five wow. different 12, systems 000. at one point, yeah. and we were able to pick an HCM system, implement. I was able to build an HRAS division. Oh, I was able to discover some amazing talent, like amazing talents, some of which I still speak to regularly and some are actually still with me today at my current company. So like amazing talents and it was a fantastic experience. So yeah, it's been a wild ride. I'm now at Banfield Pet Hospital, which is wonderful. And I have another opportunity or I had another opportunity to build a whole new team and it's been awesome. Take me
1: back to yeah, yeah, I love it. Take me back to Carl's Jr. How many employees were did they have when you were working with them?
0: Yeah. So at the first it was around 20,000. It was a lot of us it was a lot of employees. They had a lot of locations. We also had Carl's Jr. and Hardee's okay. as well. So Hardee's more Midwest and, and East Coast and Carl's more West Coast. And then they started expanding internationally and then divesting stores on the opposite side of So on the opposite side of acquisitions, you would have something that's called a divestiture. And that's when you're taking company-owned stores and you're actually selling them to franchise. Okay. Yeah. So in this case, we had a lot of associates who were Carl's Jr. corporate employees of Carl's Jr. And they were being divested off and being sold to different franchises. Very interesting. So it was a... Very interesting process going through California and trying to go through this process. You're estimating time and then having to true it up. Oh, my gosh. Real time. That work. Why
1: did you have to do it was that?
0: Gnarly. Because you have a certain date that the divestiture is occurring oh on. Gosh. And so you have to pay all wages through a certain date. And then the new owner takes over as of a certain yep. date. But obviously wow. in California, you have to have wages to people by a certain right. time frame, especially oh if they're leaving the company. Yeah, so imagine doing that for hundreds of locations and at different iterations of time Absolutely. and that's yeah, got a experience.
1: Crazy. Now. Itself, yeah. Yeah, it exactly. 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 I'm going to say what Walt's thinking. So w- did you have the opportunity to control the pace I would imagine no, but did you have any input on the pace or are you just they just hey, we're doing another one, another one. How did that work?
0: No, you didn't have much input on the base. I it, because they
1: want to do it as yeah. fast as they can. That was like a thing. Oh yes, yeah. let's get sell. And so you just had you yeah. Guys had, did you have any input? Did it ever get to the point where it was like, folks, you got to stop for us, give us a chance?
0: I think no, and I think it was just a matter of we have a we had a role and a, and a responsibility and. Mm-hmm. So we had to figure out different ways to make those tasks happen efficiently and timely and in a way that would make us go crazy. So no, I think a lot of that with companies, that's going to happen. You're going to have change yep. at different companies. Yep. They're very rarely going to be like, hey, hero, can you tell us what's going to matter for you or how is this going to impact you? And maybe if you have a good leader, you're actually, you have an advocate and you have someone yes. in the room who's able to help and determine what the right cadence or routine or like. Timeline would be for something like that, and so you're hopeful, but at the end of the day we still have a job to do, and we yes. still have to get the task done, and we have to get it done at that hundred percent perfection that we aim for, yeah, it was all about finding the right process, the right people, the right technology to get the tasks done. Holy yeah. cow, yeah, <laughs> taught me a lot
1: I <laughs> <dance>. <laughs>
2: yeah that's that's <laughs> so, what we learn right under fire. Go ahead, Wolf. All right. So I find it fascinating. One of the things that stuck out to me with what you said is that you've had several opportunities to come in and actually build from the ground up and fix. How has that experience been for you? Like coming in and having to come in and repair stuff or even come in and change the legacy that has been established before?
0: So I've done it officially twice now. But like at my last two companies, Banfield and the company I was at before, It was definitely a build and it was, I went in there knowing it wasn't great and that it was a team that needed help or a company that needed some structure or some new systems. And I like a challenge. I wanted the opportunity to build something. And so I was welcoming of the opportunity. It is interesting with each company, it's different. And my first one, it was a little bit, it was a mom and pop company. It was a family owned company, but huge. We had 12,000 fast food restaurant workers. We did 30,000 w so huge amount, or like uh, 20, about 20,000. So huge amount of turnover, though, yeah, still yeah, about twice yeah. the amount of turnover. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you come in and there's some legacy people who've been there for a while. I think a lot of it is discovering the right talent, figuring out who the right players are and whether you have the right players Gosh. and determining is there talent that maybe is not being utilized in the right way or are the processes so archaic? that it's inundating for everybody to get through their day and that people just are miserable at work because of it. So I think a lot of it is figuring out where the real problems are, doing some root cause analysis and understanding what can be fixed and what's the priority. What can I fix now that's kind of low hanging fruit and is going to give me a lot in return so that I can take that time and apply it to something else and so a lot of it is figuring out doing a repository almost of what the processes are, who the people are, finding out opinions. One of the things I did when I went to Banfields and I heard that it, they needed some help, they just implemented from a new system. And so i would gotten some feedback from the team. What was the team like? What were the players like? But then I reached out to operations and to field leaders and to our HR department. And I sent out a like a survey good for you and i said what's your feelings on payroll where are the issues where are things i can focus on where are things that the team can prioritize and be better at where are things we do well what are things that we do well that we can improve on and continue to cultivate and do better and that helps immensely in understanding where to focus how was the survey
1: try to cut you off
0: oh man it was not bad they were good people there was good people on the team but they had just implemented and they weren't getting through processes quickly. Error ratio was high. It took a long time to respond to people oh. and the responses were inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot there. There's a lot we could work on. I'm yeah. extremely proud to say that the payroll has completely transformed. Yeah. Congratulations. And I get Thank you. Yeah. I get raving compliments from our fields and our different functional players across the org about how great payroll is and. So it's night and day from where it was, and That's yeah, I'd like to say I was a big part of that. Yeah. Truly, it was the team. The team yeah.
1: It's a whole, a holistic it's effort. Yeah. The
0: whole effort, yeah. Yeah. That so
2: let me awesome. let me ask you then, payroll because I know you work for Badfield, which is a pet hospital. Is it different in terms as the way payrolls run, since there yeah. are animals and stuff involved, or is it was it kind of the yeah. same?
0: Yeah, we don't deal with the pets very much, other than uh-huh. when we do go into the office. We're hybrid, and so when we do go into the office, we have a pretty spectacular office with a dog ramp and dog beds everywhere. Oh wow!
2: And
0: yeah, you're allowed to have your dogs in the office, and there's a great restaurant there too. But the payroll itself, it's pretty cool. We have about sixteen people on my team, I believe. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we have about twenty-two thousand associates that we serve holy, as payroll holy. for. Yeah, wow. yeah. so our, my payroll team, cool. it, it consists of payroll production and support, payroll systems and automations, payroll tax and compliance, okay. and travel and expense is also under my wheelhouse. But we process weekly and bi-weekly for, like I said, those 22,000 associates Holy. all out there trying to make it a better world for pets. Wow. So it's pretty cool. Is it's it social? in one state? Not Are you multi-state or... We are across 46 states. Oh my goodness. We have about over a thousand locations across 46 states and Puerto Rico as well.
1: Oh, I've done Puerto Rico. So you, they have like there no whole, like a, there's a whole nother thing there. for
0: them. a whole other world. Yes. yes.
1: Wow. I love it. So it's awesome.
0: It's a huge payroll. It's big, not nearly as big as some of the other payrolls I'm aware of, but it's, we have a high level of customer service. Mm-hmm. We use ServiceNow for our ticketing system yeah. and help us with yeah. is great. We use Workday for oh. HCM and payroll. Okay. Okay. That's the system they had implemented shortly before I got there, about six months. Okay. Because of Workday, we have everything in Workday for the most part, so we have really strong partnerships with everyone: HRS, system support, accounting, finance, okay. account, benefits, rewards. Yeah, you name it. Does Workday have its own
1: payroll engine? Or I thought they does, oh, Yeah. They do. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I thought they partnered. So then it is... It...
0: no. Yeah, they have their own. So we use workday payroll. Oh. We don't use them for time and attendance. Okay. We actually use PG for time and attendance. Oh. And we integrate that data into workday. Interesting. Yeah. That's that is But amazing. yeah, at the pet hospital, it's amazing. There's everyone from doctors to certified vet techs, lead veterinarians, hospital managers, field leaders. We've a big corporate supports now. We've got People on assignment in other countries as well, so it's pretty cool. We pay them as well. We do, yeah. Uh, Not too much, just a bit. We work with a global mobility team, but fortunately, actually, the best part about my job, or one of the great parts about my role right now, is we're actually part of the Mars family. So if you eat any M and M's, or oh really?
1: No way! (laughs) That's so crazy. Because they,
0: it is actually pretty cool. They
1: own other things and. Clearly.
0: They have a large, they're big snacking confectionery. So obviously M&M's yeah. some of our favorite chocolate snacks that we all love. Yep. They also have things like Kind Bar and Nature's Bakery oh, yep. and Ben's Rice. So there's a ton of different brands, but back in, I think it was the 30s, 1930s, the Mars family wanted to diversify. They wanted to do more than just chocolate and snacks. Yeah. And they Smart. were trying to figure out what they wanted to do. And they had a passion for their pet. Of course. They love their I'll pet. And so up. they started a dog food company. Oh. And yeah. And so now they have several dog food companies, several pet food companies. And they also have a bunch of vet health companies, much like Banfield.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, we're part of this big ecosystem. Amazing. Wow. And it's pretty cool because we have this huge network. Like anytime I'm struggling or I have questions and different things, like there's a ton of different people you can reach out to, but there's also amazing opportunities. They very strongly believe in development and people and keeping their people happy and there so that they're working better and harder to be a part of something bigger. They live by their principles and they definitely offer opportunity. Like maybe you're a really good leader and you've hit your, the top of where you can be in your function or your company. They give you opportunities to transition to other Companies within their wheelhouse, within their ecosystem. My boss, for example, I report up to the CFO and he actually came from Mars Ridley. Oh, wow. So he came really, yeah. Yeah. So lots of great opportunity. It's an amazing company. I'm very blessed to have landed there, but it's a tough payroll. It's very high volume. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't imagine. um, Yeah. Lots of complexities.
1: Now, so many questions but <laughs> we always talk about ratios right so when i when you said 16 on the team and then 22,000 employees do you have a certain amount of employees that ratio to your payroll people that are processing so for us we've always researched and and also experienced that it's like 1000 to 1500 yeah, yeah per processor do you guys by no no i,
0: I turn on to you oh. actually i think As the payrolls get larger, I think this is where that interesting conversation comes in on the different size payrolls and what you can do with those. I think as payroll gets larger and larger, you have to be technical with it. There's a lot of automated processes. And Nick, I'll use an example for terminations, for example. Those used to be processed. We'd process a termination check for everybody. For anyone who terms, we process one because you probably have an accrual that we're paying out and we pay out in all states. Okay. okay. So basically anyone who terminates is getting a check Got from it. us at some point. You know? And those were done manually beforehand, like one by one, someone was going in and processing this termination check and it was taking forever. And so, yes, if we continued operating like that, we'd probably need one to a thousand at the very minimum. Because if we're going to process manual checks yeah. like that and take the time, 15, 20 minutes per check, and we've got multiple a day, yeah, I'm going to need quite a bit of headcount in order to sustain oh. that level of work. Sure. And so one of the things that we did, for example, at my current company is we took that process and we said, how can we make this different? How can we alter this and make this a little bit better? And so we pulled the the report of everyone who was terming. And we get this report of everyone who was termed in the system on the prior day. And we built out templates in the system where we can take that data and plop it into an Excel report and click a button and it refreshes. And we have all the formulas and macros and everything built so that it triggers and tells us what checks need to be cut today. Oh wow! Which ones need to go to the on-cycle payroll. Oh, they need to go to the on-cycle payroll. Guess what? We just push a button and now it creates the upload that we need to use into the system because we've already pre designed that whole process. Right. And so taking some time, it's really nice. So like just taking time and really sitting down and understanding what the process is, why it takes so many people and what can we do differently? What can we do to gain that time back and use that time so that our people can do other things, focus on other initiatives, focus on another project or a process that needs improving. And yeah, at the end of the day, I probably don't need as much headcount, so it makes it a little easier to sustain. Often when payroll has a high budget or high headcount, it's going to be seen as a department that's high cost. And what happens when that sometimes you get outsourced or you don't get the resources you need. And so finding ways to run efficiently and to run smart and lean, leaner gives you more ability to be impactful, I think. That's
1: amazing. So clearly you guys, your processors have more than that. They are responsible for way more. Heck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the other things too, is when I first got there, the company very much operates in regions.
1: Okay. So we have
0: regions, Midwest, South, Southeast, different regions. And so payroll, HRA, several other functions and departments. We're actually divided out into regions. So maybe we had one payroll, one payroll specialist who was handling the Midwest. Got it. And one who was handling, what happens when the person who's handling California is out? Yep. Now all of a sudden someone has to do two regions and they had to do California, which they weren't as comfortable with maybe. Yeah. And so that was another thing in taking that me- methodology or mentality when looking at regions. If we were going to have one person for each region, I probably need more headcount. I probably need more people to be able to sustain those regions. And again, maybe things aren't getting answered consistently across the org. Maybe they're not being worked in the same process or maybe they're not being worked the same level of quality because of the different people that are doing all of the same tasks. And so one of the things we did is we created those teams, those payroll production and support, payroll systems and automation, payroll tax and compliance. And we abolished regions. Oh, yeah. And so we created a Yeah. We made it so that you don't need a one-to-one ratio. You don't need one person to cover a region. You can have one person who's covering a process or a task and well understood. People understand it really well. Instead of asking someone to understand everything about the payroll from A to Z and do everything in the payroll from A to Z, they're able to focus on pieces. But we have career pathing options, so it makes it easier Love more it. exciting That is so.
2: oh my gosh yeah oh this my just, gosh this, so this much. is so yes. amazing oh my gosh
0: i think that like we can god's like whatever i think the next question you guys had mentioned asking talks on this talent thing too
1: yeah oh yeah i, I switched the order to for a little bit of flow yeah. here so yeah. we noticed that you went to school for fashion and business yes how do those fields th- does fashion play in at all for the pay? what you, you did you take anything?
0: It would be kinda of weird if it did, right? <laughs> um, you never
1: know. You never know. You never know.
0: No, yeah. So I went to FIT, the oh, Fashion yeah. Institute of Technology. Yep. And before then I was an artist. I used to paint murals and I love art, okay. all mediums of art. I'm definitely a very creative person. I have a very creative mind. Almost chaotic sometimes, I joke. I get very crazy ideas. I get it. And, That's Walt. Um, Walt
1: is very the much the artist uh, on this team
0: yeah you <laughs> are you need some you need ebbs and blows. You need people who have some strengths to so really yeah. balance other out and creativity yeah. is definitely my strength nice um and so i think oddly enough being creative has helped me to understand process and systems and
1: i don't know Walt just said it helps me that that's cool i don't said know if it's the me,
0: like, yes. the puzzle to figure out the puzzles or yes. i don't know but it just i could like vision i can envision things and i could see it in my brain and i can visualize what the change should be and i don't know there's just something about that creative side of my brain that really does it's very intertwined into what i do, so it does and how help. I do it.
1: yeah so it does help and that's, that's help. and i'm glad you said that because walt says something recently about creativity and the payroll process and i'm I was just thinking about it to myself. What is he talking about? You can't talk so <laughs> creativity and art. what does he mean? I'm so glad you said that. That gives it a lot more perspective now into the mind of an artist. That's yeah. so cool.
0: Yeah, it really. Uh, so not necessarily fashion, but the definitely the, yeah, the art, piece, art piece, piece
1: of it. Yeah, cool. absolutely. So yeah. And then
0: for the business side, once I got serious in payroll, I decided I wanted to be do this. I loved it. I was good at it. I had a, a opportunity, a path. And I also, at the time actually have, was engaged. I called off my engagement, ironically enough. And I decided I didn't want a man to take care of me. I wanted to be able to take care of myself and be a strong woman who had a life for my own and a career for my own. And so I remember going to my leader at the time, who was again, this mentor I talked to often still, and I asked him, Hey, what can I do? I, I, I didn't finish FIT. So I actually didn't get my degree. Okay. And I wanted to go back to school. I wanted to figure out what to do next. What can I do next? And so he had recommended that I go to community college and take courses that would be applicable to what I'm doing. So I was very wordy in my emails. I've always been a very wordy person. And so he you need to do business communications
1: mm. first.
0: Do that one first. Less
1: is more. Okay, Thanks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With that one i did financial accounting and business management and just a bunch of other different courses that really helped to help advance me in what i was doing and then cpp yep he encouraged me to go for my cdp and while i didn't do it until i moved here to washington actually so just a few years ago is oh. when i went and did my cpp after i had kids and everything yep. and wow highly recommend what a difference it made in my career wow Huge difference. Huge can difference. you
1: ex- can you give us one example of that? Because we debate that often. Yeah. yeah. Because obviously you got to a very high level without it, and so I would love to hear what the what it what did it do. Just one. I'm sure you can go on for a long time, but yeah. just something.
0: No, CPP was fantastic for me. Yeah, I was able to be successful without yep. it. I got to to a manager role and I was leading teams and building teams without mm-hmm. it. But I often felt like there was this. I can research information. I could, I've learned so much throughout the years, but I felt like I didn't totally grasp everything. And I felt like I was missing something too. And so this was a mission. It was a challenge. It was something that I felt would be something that would help my career again, furthering further my career. And so that was, that was the motivation in learning it and studying it. So I joined a couple of different study groups. I found, I had a colleague who worked at the HCM system I used Mm -hmm. at my company. And right. in that company, right. so for the HDM system, the company, they actually offered CPP courses for their employees. Mm. So their account managers and stuff, they would train them on being certified oh, wow. and they would support them to go take the exams and be CPPs. Awesome. He would talk, he offered me an invite to that course. Cool. And so I would stay after, after work and I'd stay in my office and I'd log in and it was in New Jersey. Mm. So I was here in the West Coast and. I'd log into New Jersey and hear all the East Coast accents and laugh. <laughs> but I did that after hours for several months. And and then I would, and excuse me, that was a study group that mm-hmm. I'd done in Jersey. The HCM system was another group. But I, all in all, I did all the studying. I got pay train for myself. Yes. So towards the, I was getting close to my exam and I just felt like I still wasn't grasping a lot of it. I was still getting not great, not the best so- scores in some areas. Sure. I wasn't as strong right. in accounting. I wasn't as strong in international at the time, and so I needed to really focus, and I had six to eight weeks left before my exam, and so I purchased Paytrain, mm-hmm. and that was like the greatest thing okay. ever. Oh my gosh. It completely helped me pass the exam. Nice. I highly recommend gonna study, just invest in Paytrain, do it, get involved with the payroll. Yep. Honestly, how it helped my career is it all clicked afterwards. Got it. I felt extremely confident when I would challenge someone on something that needed to be done or maybe something that didn't need to be done. The level of confidence I gained in what I was doing and in how to be a good payroll leader was astronomical. took me to the next level. Absolutely. I highly recommend it. It's hard to explain when you're doing okay and you're doing pretty good and you don't really feel like you need it. Do it. Do it, if not for any other reason, than just having it as a tool belt, as something in your tool belt. But just that knowledge and and understanding of the the heart and breath of how to be a great payroll leader, too. They teach you that. The the financial accounting was huge for me. It had been a while since I had taken that financial accounting class. And here now I'm leading these teams and I'm making decisions and in rooms with now we're going to the CFO where there's a lot of financial discussions and yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. now I'm a lot more equipped to understand what they're talking about. And yeah, it was awesome. huge for me. Awesome. People. Thank you.
1: That's and it's a great seg- yeah. great segue here as we, we're trying to get, or as we had somebody on from Pazar, Max from Pazar on recently, and he said it. I love Max. Yes. That is, oh my gosh. He's so great. Yeah. He was on boy. episode, I don't know, 98 or 99 or something like that wasn't too long ago and he said it really good. He's like we don't have to force them into payroll. We just have to make sure it's visible to young people that it it is a career path. Look at your career is amazing. Can this is possible, right? Th- these things are possible. So what would you, what would you say to uh, uh to to young folks to help help them gravitate or how how would you frame payroll to them if you're if you're doing a career day at a college or something? Any thoughts on that?
0: There's so much opportunity in payroll. Oh my gosh. And so much more now that there used to be when yes. it was just data entry and transactional. Yes. It has evolved so much over the years. Yes. Look at me. Let's looking at my team, for example. You have me. I'm in leadership. So I, you know, again, financial accounting, management, development, team, budgets, you name it, um, education, all the things. Yep. I have time and attendance specialists, accrual plan administrator administration, wow. integrations and configurations, wow. processing and reporting, analytics, compliance and payroll tax, other manager roles too. I have a couple of managers underneath nice. me as well. So like career pathing, opportunities for development. My team got to watch me recently. I got invited to go to a global payroll conference in London of all places. Nice. When yep. on earth did I think my payroll career would take me to yep. London? for a see, payroll conference and so they got to see that what that's pretty cool motivation I think yes. to gravitate yeah. towards a payroll career that's right that's amazing but I think yeah there's a lot of opportunities. it is yeah I look at myself when I was at Carl's Jr my mentor came to me at one point and I had I was doing the corporate payroll I'd been promoted several times and I was stagnant and there was an HRS position available at the time and my friend was actually one of the HRS analysts who was moving on. And he came to me and he said, you should go for this role. I said, no, I don't think so. No. P-roll person. No. And he said, no, you should go for this role. You're really technical. You're good at systems. You would understand it. You'd be really good at it. Yep. I'm like, no, I'm not smart enough. And he said, yeah, you should do this. And so I went for it and he pushed me to go for it. And it was such a huge turning point in my career in that it helps me understand systems at a whole new level. Yep. And it has made me a better leader, a better payroll leader, because of my understanding of how the systems work and how to maximize systems and how to really make them do what you need them to do. Yes. And so I look at that experience and I say, man, there's so much opportunity in payroll. And it is a very exciting time right now. There's a lot of payroll transformation. In fact, yeah, I'll give a little promo if you haven't seen the payroll transformation for Congress, yep. payroll Congress, uh, it's- it's coming up, the big conference. Yep. There's some great things happening and there's just so much opportunity. You know, what, someone on my team, actually, he interviewed with me when he was a, he had just graduated from college and he was just fresh out of college and he interviewed for an HRS analyst position, ahead of my last team. Completely no experience, like no experience wow. whatsoever. He would not have been good for the role. I needed someone who had experience. Oh, gotcha. But this kid was just smart. And he had a great personality. He was funny. He was, he just seemed like he was a good kid. And I felt like there was something there. And I remember telling my boss, like, man, this kid's good. He's great. I'm like, I need someone with experience. There's no way he'd work for this role. But, oh, he was just so great. And he said, why don't you hire him as an intern? Nice. And I'm like, can I do that? (laughs) Can I do that? Exactly. (laughs) Is that allowed? Is that allowed? Is that that the thing?
1: Yes. Yes. I love interns.
0: Okay. And so that's when I started doing an intern program, oh, and I still do one now. Actually, look at that. Some... Catch this. So within three months of him just interning with us, he had learned the whole payroll process. He became like a right hand to my senior payroll analyst, who was a, a, at that point moving on to HRIS. Actually, we were promoting him to HRIS, and he couldn't really promote on until he taught someone else how to do the payroll in full, so that he can move on. And he ended up teaching this intern who we ended up hiring permanently, ended up running our payroll for us, put things into place that I would have never even thought of or imagined. The technical genius, this kid was just, and he was just such a good kid. And he ended up moving on to HRAS as well. At one point, he trains a new payroll team. He stayed there several months after I left and helped to continue on. And then eventually he left. And now he's actually with me here at my current wow. company. Okay. And so when we had an opportunity available, I called him and I'm like, you should apply here. It's it would be a great company for you. And he, like I said, he'd already been gone from the last company. Okay. And so it made sense. The doors that it can open yeah. and the opportunities within that payroll, just there's so many different paths. So, yeah, it's time to be excited about it for oh, sure.
2: So that was That's so, Sarah, that was so aspir- inspirational. <laughs> oh, my. i motivated right now. Oh, my gosh. Yep.
0: I'm so excited.
1: Yep. So, and, I, and we talk about that too, how payroll flips easily to HRIS. It's two sides of the same coin. I'm actually on the HR side and have been for a while back. And now that we started doing the show and I've seen how these, you got you wonderful payroll. I'm like, I feel like, oh man, I'm cheating on my payroll folks. Like I'm on the HR side, but I'm just excited. Such an amazing, you actually gave young folk a chance to grow and, you know, what an amazing story for young people. Like, I love that for, to, again, to frame that for young people, because I don't know if we're uh, aging out group of payroll folks. like, yeah, no, ADP did a, a study in the past year or so. 80% of people, folks processing payroll right now in the U.S. are over 40. Need to backfill. Yeah. We need to get <laughs> folks excited. So that that's yeah. what, amazing. What an yes. amazing story. I'm going to go on for on and on. But we got two one question and we got a game for you before we let you go. we should act- we, fun, sh- no we should ask the we should ask the question after the game after? No problem. Yeah. Let's do that. So let's do this game. It's called this or that and okay. it's you pick one or the other, both or neither. does not just it's just a okay. fun. Yep. You want to start it off and I end it? Yep. Okay. So
2: tacos or burgers? Who burgers? Burgers. Okay.
0: I have the former Taco Bell franchise. i cringe saying that, but burgers, definitely burgers.
2: <laughs> okay. Do you prefer a rom com or a drama?
0: Who rom com? Rom com. Okay.
2: Do you prefer yeah. working in a group or working solo?
0: Working in a group. Okay.
2: And the last one that I have is would you prefer an out of state vacation? Or a vacation,
0: out of state, <laughs> <laughs> out of country, perhaps. Out of, perhaps. Oh,
2: oh, there you out go. of country, Wait. got you. All right, uh, Brian. yeah.
0: I went to London. It was beautiful. I oh, want to go back.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> Before I asked mine, I you made me when you said that you made me think of Jody Parsons. We had her yes. on episode that we'll post today. And how
0: funny! I had a call with her. T- yesterday. You see?
1: <laughs> so it's great minds. We were
0: working on a presentation we're doing for Congress together. Great.
1: Oh, see? Yes. Oh, we'll wow. see you there. Yes. And I, same thing. She payroll took her around the world and she was yeah. intentional about getting a payroll job with a sports team. And like, you, it's such an amazing stories you all have. So you made me think of her when you yeah. said the London part. Okay, here are mine. Handwritten or digital entry? Manual or digital? Oh, I, I know the answer. Yeah, exactly. We found that yeah. answer. Good questions. Okay, here's one: skydiving or white water rafting?
0: Neither. Ah, there you go.
1: I might be with you on that.
0: Cats or God. dogs? Yeah. Oh, dogs. I have four. Four owners. oh nice. laugh. Okay. my husband. What came kind home and surprise? A new dog. Last year, we have a we have a eighty pound golden doodle. We have a dog who's actually from Thailand. Oh, She's wow. a wonderful terrier from Thailand, a wheaton terrier. We have a small little terrier dog, tiny little terrier dog. We got here at the Oregon Humane nice. Society, and then we just like I said, my husband surprised us the other couple months ago. I came home from a work event, and the lights were all on in the house, and I'm like the girls should be asleep. I have two two young daughters; they should be asleep, but the lights were on, and. Sure enough, my husband was sitting on the floor with a new golden retriever puppy. Oh, so, <laughs> surprise. Surprise. He just gets puppies and surprises us now. But I work for Banfields And one of the benefits of Banfield is we get free vet health care that's for amazing. up to three of our pets.
1: Yeah. Wow. Oh, up to three.
0: So he fought four with me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> for sure. You could spread it, spread the earning, the savings out. And last one yep. people or animals?
2: Um, oh,
0: well, well, there you good go. Great answer. Great answer. Both. Definitely both.
1: So, yeah. Yes. Yes. We don't, we craft them as we go along to, uh, while we're talking, get some good <laughs> ideas. But, uh, so the last one is that like, we ask everybody, what would you give, advi- how, what advice would you give to a payroll pro right now that might be struggling?
0: This is a really good question because it's not just what would you give the payroll pro? What advice would you give the payroll pro? What would you give the one who's struggling? I would say, what is the struggle? Thinking about what your struggle is. Is it a great company, not enough resources? Is it a bad leader? Is it archaic processes? Is it lack of developments and lack of opportunity? Is it bad systems, bad company? I think... Sitting down and reflecting and figuring out what the actual struggle is. What's the root cause? Like in payroll, we sit down and we say, you got to figure out the root cause. Yes. I think with, if you're struggling, figuring out the root cause is pretty important. And once you figure it out, I think there are so many people out there, just like me, who are there to help you figure out how to get past that struggle. So like, I would almost guarantee that there's a ton of people and email me and ask me, I guarantee you, I've been through one of those struggles and I guarantee you someone at the payroll org or Jody or anyone, Mm -hmm. Max, any of us have been through those payroll struggles. Mm -hmm. So reach out. There is an incredible network of people, absolutely incredible network of people on payroll. It is is. a really unique breed. And like, we have these amazing events, like all these wonderful podcasts that help bring us together and, and help us network. And I guarantee you, anyone reaches out to me, could be a stranger, could be a connection. If you are of a struggle and you're looking for support or guidance on what to do next or how to get past this, or do I move to a new company? Do I build a new team? Do I ask for more budget? Do I restaff or restructure my staff? Or how do I take this termination process and make it just a little bit less painful? Because it is inundating and chilling my day. any of those things you've got people who are out there who are happy to give their support and knowledge and expertise and just to help cultivate more future payroll leaders because you're right we are aging out i turned 40 this year or last year rather and yeah i there was only so long where i could call myself a young leader (laughs) still (laughs) young yes you're still
1: still very yes exactly right
0: for, we're aging out. Yeah. So we got to help cultivate other ends. Yeah. If you have a struggle, figure out the root cause, figure out what the struggle is, and then reach out to someone who might be able to help, who might be able to help guide you. And I promise you, they won't turn their, their back to you.
1: That, that's right. Awesome. Such great advice. Thank you so Thanks much. What an amazing show today. We've been so lucky to have just outstanding guests on I feel like Jody I want to like
2: give her a standing ovation, Brian. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Look, we'll, we can give it to you in person button. when we see you in yes. conference, at Congress.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, we'll be there
1: for sure. Before You'll I have to
0: check it out, we're doing an, another session. Too. Oh, yeah. We have two set. I'm doing two, uh, one with Jody on preparing for change and processes, and then another one is with a wonderful, amazing woman named Tiffany Gray, and we're doing one on customer service and payroll.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we Yeah. We, it's, it'll
0: be a great time.
1: We did a we did a, a customer service show a few weeks back with Jeremy Mifsud from Buddy over there. Yeah. Oh, did you see did you hear that one? Malta, Malta yeah. yeah. A Ama- mate just yeah, amazing. So. Yes, yes, That's such a great one. Before I let you go though, you said something that I'm curious about. You said you stopped yeah. an engagement. Did you not marry that person or is he your cousin, current husband that you pushed off? <laughs>
0: No, I did not marry him. I was supposed to get married in man, it was September of 2009, I think. You picked
1: payroll over a husband. She did the right thing. Called <laughs> it
0: up in May. <laughs> yeah, I called it up in May. And, but then I moved, like I said, I like got more serious in my career. And about a year later, this young intern started in our office. His uncle was actually an officer at our company. And so he had got an intern job, and yeah, he ended up being the man I ended up dating and marrying. So that is my current husband.
1: What a story! He is actually a
0: stay-at-home dad now God with to our two girl. Yeah, we have a very lovely, blessed life, and yeah, he's bless very supportive of my career and everything. Heck that I Yeah, do. who
1: wouldn't be? What an amazing career! Like that really is amazing. payroll rock star, right? Like. Just amazing. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm very
0: lucky. Very lucky. Yes.
1: This is the type of stories that we have to frame out there to young folks. Look, your career could take you to new heights. It's all kind of things you can do with payroll. We know payroll business owners that we've had on the show and payroll influencers. It just, it goes on and on. And once upon a time I was doing payroll and my wife, we were young and my wife was like, I didn't know. I didn't know cutting checks was a career. she was mad at me that day so it's a different uh, motivation
0: you know what you know what i'll tell you guys a quick story so my sister she recently just moved to portland near me actually but she's an amazing woman she's very smart she went to school she's a professional photographer she was an educator she's got her master's multiple degrees wow very smart And here, I didn't get my degree from FIT. I ended up being self-made, educating myself later in life and through experience. And and when when I was transitioning roles from my last company to my current one, I was blessed in that I had a handful of different opportunities and offers to take different paths or directions, different types of companies, different types of roles. And at the same time, she was trying to figure out what her next moves would be. She'd just finished her most recent degree and was debating on if she would go for work in a company or start her own company. And so she was interviewing and doing all the stuff and nothing was coming to fruition for her. And I remember telling her that I had had a handful of opportunities or different offers. And she looked at me and she's payroll. she's it really is a good, stable industry, isn't it? Everything else was not at the time. But two years ago, like, it was a tough market. And, and I remember thinking to myself, oh, she's all right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it really is, because no matter what, like all the AI in the world, all the chat bots and tools, you're still going to need us. You're still going to need us to help develop and control and motivate and transform. Yes, You're always going to need us. And it is a very good industry. And it's been my life, bread and bloodline for so long.
1: Well said. Perfect, perfect ending. We can't thank you enough for having you on. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. What an amazing opportunity for us to talk to you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're excited. Thank you for
0: having so, me, guys. It's fun. You're, yes, Bless you're there. welcome.
1: Oh, my gosh. A pleasure yeah. well, the honor is all ours. Oh, and wow. We would look forward to meeting you at Congress.
0: Same. Yeah. Same. I'll make sure to find you guys. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we might be hanging out with Max at Pazar. <laughs> that, me too. Oh, there you go. Oh, me too. You. There you go. You cool. he, see, he's starting a yeah. little party. He's smart. He's got a little party going on over there. <laughs> much more to come. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. I'll give you back some time Thanks, today. Thank Likewise.
1: Likewise.
2: Thank you. Bye bye. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. Before we sign off, here are a couple of quick things. Don't forget to follow. It's about payroll on LinkedIn, and it's about your paycheck on Facebook and TikTok. Thank you for being a part of our payroll community, and thank you for being a part of this journey with us. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing. And most importantly, keep going.